Jordan, you're saying save it for the show. This is exactly why Tom Brady left. Because he, he just wanted to have some fucking fun. He was tired of the Patriot way. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for distraction. They would have called it good material. But it's not. Um, I'm sort of a master of distraction. And welcome back to Distraction Season 3, Episode 2. That sounds right. What, we're on 3? I think we're in Season 3. Alright, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, is there, if you have a guess, how many episodes have we done so far? Oh, uh, I should know that because I upload them all. So, <laughs> technically, this well, is Episode well, 35, I think, of like just straight-up Distraction, but we had... Some of the other, like we had movie reviews and like we had some half episodes and then we had the Game of Thrones series. So it was more than that. But uh, well, I was going to let Owen guess first. He, who was our special guest, our first guest of season three. Uh, welcome back, Owen, as well. I was going to have you guess, but Jordan's too technical and has to put it in terms of like, oh, like science and math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows science and math is stupid. It's not accurate at all. Um, yeah, if I, if I, I'm glad to be back, I missed you guys all. I'm really glad you guys brought the podcast back, especially during, you know, it is a nice distraction from the, you know, the crazy times we're living in today. Yes. But, uh, if, if I had to guess, I would say we probably did by we, the Royal, we mm-hmm. probably done, I'd say 20, 27. That's my guess. Even though Jordan said 35 already. Um, yeah, what, is, what was that? <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Okay. Hey, I appreciated the guess. The funny yeah. thing is we're all looking at a notes. That's why I I thought you were just trying to get the information out there because it says episode 35 at the top of our notes. Oh, I didn't even know that. I notice that either. Hey. I, I didn't pick up on that. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> most seasons are around – you can get 12, 10 to 12 episodes in a season. So that's I mean, it's pretty fair. That's fine. Fair have so we been, we're in season three. Have we been doing it a full year yet? No. When did we start? Um, no, we did it I over a year. Did. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I shoot. It was like yeah, we're almost October. at a year and a half. It was like October of 2018. Because it was like right as I started this new, pretty much like right after I started this new job um, down here in Florida. You contacted me. You guys did it for it was just shy of a year. Then you went on hiatus for obvious reasons. Congratulations! And uh, yeah, this pandemic <laughs> We're it's not great, but it has brought back distractions. So that's a positive. So there you go. Yes, and Owen did throw in the plane the plane words using distraction as uh, the actual verbiage too. So um, yeah, and like speaking of episodes in a season, I think I watched. Um, four shows this week with the the seasons were about like eight to ten episodes long. So I will name them off really quick in order of how I watched them. I watched Altered Carbon, which we talked about last week, but I finished it now. I was a, a fan of, but it was number four on my list. Um, I also watched Love is Blind, which was today, actually. I'm not going in order anymore. That was a hoot, and we'll go over a review for that, as well as Tiger King, which we will review as well and go over. The one show we're not reviewing today is Mythic Quest. Um, Jordan, I think you said you watched that as well, correct? Yeah. That was I love that show. If you, it was if pretty you, good. If you have a, um, a piece of you missing from Silicon Valley to fill, that's the show you got to watch to kind of fill that void. Yeah. Owen, do you have uh, Apple? Is it Apple Plus or Apple TV? What is it? It's Apple TV, but I streamed it illegally, so that's okay. the way to go right there. <laughs> it's, it's available <laughs> that's, online. That's a good move. 
I yeah, I do not have Apple TV. I just uh, we have Netflix and we have uh, Hulu because of Spotify Plus. And yeah, I don't have Disney Plus or anything like that. I was I was tempted to get it until I realized it's just they basically just have the Mandalorian, and that was really it. Oh my gosh, it's called Apple TV so, Plus. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so I, I yeah, I couldn't find it. I was looking <laughs> on Amazon Prime for it, couldn't find it, streamed it somewhere else. And then if you don't know what Mythic Quest is, and I, I'm gonna butcher some of the names, it's it's Rob McKennelly. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I've I've purposely oh, have always avoided saying his last name. Also his name is Mac from Always Sunny. You have yeah. Abed from Community. Um he's also known as Danny Pudi. Um you have Poppy, I don't know her real name. She's a new actress, but she's very good in it. Um, and then that's pretty much all the people I know. Oh, well, there's Cricket from Always yeah. Sunny as well. <laughs> so you can you can watch him as well. And uh, yeah, it's a good cast of crew. They're nerdy guys playing. Uh, they're in a video game production. They work for a video game company producing this big popular game. And they go through the, the trials of, you know, what it takes to produce a video game of that structure and how it goes. So with the editing side. So a little bit of nerd stuff, like I said, with Silicon Valley. But it is a good watch if you can stream it legally or illegally. But it's extremely dysfunctional. Extremely dysfunctional, of course. Yeah, things happen. Then they got to fix the problems. Nice. Um, Owen, what have you been watching lately? What's been on the docket for you? Any shows you finished that you're watching right now? Yeah, so I have not been watching as many like TV, there's not as many TV shows as like I'm all about uh, recently, but I'd say that like the last I guess it would be I guess it was like a mini series or what you will it was the Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. So I do not recommend this like right now during the pandemic because it is pretty freaking depressing. I don't know if any if you, have any of you seen it? Not no, yet. No, I've no. seen it. I have seen it on Netflix. Oh man. Uh, I'll, I, you know, uh, I don't remember exactly when it happened. It was a few years back, but basically this kid, Gabriel Fernandez was just like the absolute worst case of child abuse that probably has ever been, I'm sure like not in the history of ever, but that has at least been like recorded in recent memory. This poor freaking kid, just the conditions that he was going under. And I mean, it's not really a spoiler alert cause you can go like, <laughs> it's, it happens, yeah. but this, this poor kid was effectively like he ended up dying from abuse from his mom and like the mom's like boyfriend or whatever. And then it's just kind of like, it's just insane. Like what these people were doing to this kid. And uh, what was blowing my mind is there was all this evidence, like uh, they were trying to put, you know, both of them on like the death penalty. And um, the one like juror was for whatever reason, he was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't know if he's 100% guilty and I, you know, I won't spoil it. Just you guys should watch, see what happens. But just like, how could you possibly think that this, there was just tremendous evidence and the guy, the entire time, like that really disturbed me the entire time is during the trial, like the, the boyfriend who basically like, killed the kid, he is just like looking straight the whole time. His hands are just on the table and he doesn't show any sort of like signs of emotion, remorse, nothing he is just like a stone wall and that was just like disturbing to see so i yeah. recommend seeing it um uh positive things that i've watched love is blind <laughs> there you I... go we're back <laughs> so love is blind uh you know no one watches that show because they actually are like wow i really care about these people this is true meaningful relationships people hate watch it just like they watch the bachelor 
which never really watched The Bachelor, but I might have to if it's anything like Love is Blind because this is just fantastic. It's yeah, and we'll, we'll, say, we'll say that for the review. And I do see like a, a consistent theme with, with like court shows that there's a lot of mistrials or a lot of like evidence that goes missing. Like a lot of court cases that I see now on at least in documentaries and not in real life, but like they a lot of like mishandled situations where it leads to um, wrongfully accused or wrongfully unaccused, like you said. So, um, I, you know, I definitely I would watch that, you know, for sure. And obviously find the right time to watch it. So um, but we do want to get positive thinking. Jordan, keep us in a positive mood. What have you been watching to get us going? Well, since I'm at home working from home, trying to take care of my six month old at the same time, sometimes, you know, I try to avoid TV time with her. But sometimes you just got to throw something on the TV and hope that it distracts her enough so you can just get a little bit of work done. Um, so I turned on into the spider verse, which was probably a little too much for her little six month old <laughs> mind. I think yeah. it melted as she's watching it. Cause it's just like flashing lights and like all these crazy <laughs> graphics just going left and right. And just her mouth, just a jar as she's watching it. But I just remembered how good that movie is. And I really enjoy it. Um, other than that, yeah, I've been watching tiger King too. Uh, we got suggested to watch this from uh dirty Dan and, uh, Man, now I can't stop watching. Yeah, it's addicting. And we'll get to the review. And I want to mention something really quick, too, that my friend uh, Kyle, we all know Kyle, um, he did not want to watch. He likes Spider-Man, likes the Marvel and DC stuff. He will not watch Into the Spider-Verse because he thinks it's too unrealistic because it's a cartoon Spider-Man in the verse. So I was trying to figure out how to do this. And I I like honestly forgot about it. I was going to... um, have him watch it and say, if you do not like it, I will buy you like something. I will buy you like a, you know, a free meal at B-dubs. Like I'll get you something. I'll pay you 20 bucks. Do you think that's worth it on my end to even like put my steak, you know? No. Cause on- like, what do, what do you gotta, what he's going to enjoy things either way. So either he enjoys the movie or he's going to enjoy a free meal. What do you get out of it? Being right. Being right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, it's, it's a very good movie. Like you said, and I feel like people who are not like, you know, Sometimes you got to be pushed into a TV show or a movie to watch it, and then you're like, okay, like I actually do like this. And I've I've been on that side before too, where I don't want to watch a show or a movie, and I just like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna bite the bullet, and then I end up liking it a lot. So I, you know, I like Knives Out. I didn't want to watch it first. I thought they put too many. They pull like you know what we've done before. You pull names out of a hat and you put them in a movie and hope <laughs> it works. I think that's what Knives Out did at first with the so trailer. The, the funny story with that is like they were. Um, he only wanted like uh, Daniel Craig to do the movie, right? So yeah. that was his number one thing. So Daniel Craig couldn't do it because he was doing James Bond. So they're like, okay. So they went back to the drawing board and they were still kind of working on who would be the main character. And all of a sudden, James Bond got moved back a couple months. And he was like, Daniel Craig was like, okay, I can do it, but I can do it in two weeks. So they scrambled and like casted everybody in like two weeks and got on set. Yeah, like it, it's just, it's a whole. So they literally just pulled names out of a hat, like you said. Exactly. So no, that's uh very interesting. But yeah, we'll move on. We wanted to do two reviews this week. Uh, one, like you said, Jordan, you you can't keep your eyes off of, and we're gonna be pretty much reviewing episodes one through four. Owen, how far did you get through Tiger King? If you have watched it, yeah, I got through like halfway through episode four last night, and. I wasn't perfect. like watching it super intensely or anything like that, but I, I know enough to be able to talk about it. That's perfect. So we're kind of going to go review of episode one through four. So if you not have gotten that far, I would fast forward right now. We're going to give you about five seconds. Perfect. Okay. My first question, my first question for both of you, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? 
and feed the tigers. Shit, it seems. Well, I don't know about the feed to the tigers part, but I think she. I mean, that seems maybe more like a fabrication, but it definitely seems like she had something to do with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a hundred percent in on Carol Baskin killing her husband and feeding them to the tigers. Because I mean, that they did mention the bones would get you know somewhat melted in the tiger guess that were like they could eat the bones as well. Um, so I think she definitely did murder her husband. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I think say, she did it. Yeah, there's definitely like you don't just like walk up and disappear. You're a millionaire to Costa Rica. That that just sounds made up. And also, like she made a terrible music video, so she's. Yeah, I think no, that no, wasn't even didn't. her. That wasn't her. Oh, that wasn't her. Owen was Who definitely was not p- completely paying attention. It, it was, was a look-alike. look-alike. That's the oh, first. Look- excuse that me. was exotic. Whatever. Yeah, it was a good look-alike. Joe Exotic did it. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, when I when I first saw the music video, it's it's uh, I think it's here, Kitty Kitty, and like, <laughs> and I'm like, why would she agree to this? I'm like, and they said it to look alike. I'm like, that is incredible. Probably one of the best music videos of all time. The way he put yeah. it together. I really uh, gotta find it online now. Yeah, Joe Exotic. He is. A character of all characters. He doesn't seem real, but he is as real as real can come. Uh, his whole personality is is uh, you can't turn it off. Almost, I think he definitely. All these, he, there's a common theme here, where every zoo owner or tiger owner, whatever you want to call them, they all love the stroke stroke their own egos. They love their egos. They're the center of attention. It's it's all about them. It's not about the tigers at all. I lo- what is right. what is the doc's name? Uh, doc, uh, whatever. Antle? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I know this question. You know, you're trying to get me to say that, you know, raising tigers and big cats is kind of like a cult. I know what you're trying to get me to say. <laughs> well, you just fucking said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of like a cult. Yeah, and those people in general are pretty crazy, but I think Doc was one of the more reasonable ones, even though he had his own little cult of females that like he was like a Hugh Hefner of sorts but almost like he was a almost prisoning them it, they yeah. weren't actually prison but they're as close as they could to being that way oh my god what a despicable human being yeah Owen what did you take from the first four episodes what was like your biggest takeaway um from seeing this show so far uh yeah so the Joe Exotic guy so one of the first things I said to my first thought was I'm like this is like Joe Dirt but in real life when uh <laughs> when Joe Dirt's raising the, uh, the alligator farm and hey, he knows not to mess with Sir Joseph Dirt. And he's like, oh, he's bite. So I was thinking like, this guy's going to get bitten. And uh, like, you know, the one, one that something happens to one of his workers. Uh, I won't do, do too many spoilers. I don't know what we went into. Oh, we, we, we mentioned it. No, it's, it's, it's uh, Kelsey Saf Safari. Oh. She had her arm bitten off in a tire yeah. cage. She is hardcore. The most yeah, disturbing like, part like about unreal. that was just that she was she, just sitting in shock. Just not even, yeah. just didn't care. Yeah, shock, but then she was back to work, what did they say, like five days later? And I then mean, they were asking her, like, hey, like, you know, and her her mentality was, yeah, I don't want to let them win. Uh, I don't want to let the press win and make it think that big cats are bad, so going on your, your cult-like mindset. I'm like, that's kind of like cult-like mindset. She's like, for the cause. I don't <laughs> want the big cat cause to go down. I want to win. And yeah. uh, also with, with Carol Baskins, like the people who are volunteering like seven, you know, 24-7, 365 to uh, watch over the big cats. And she pays them, what, $100 a week? No, she oh, pays them nothing. She, she pays her nothing. Who, um, who, who was the first? He, 
there's something with a hundred dollars a week. Yes, it's, it's no Joe Exotic pays his pl- employees about a hundred, a little over a hundred. Same with Doc Antle, a little over a hundred. So they both a hundred hours a week for literally a job you're working fifteen hours a day at all times. And uh, mm-hmm. and Carol they Baskins do. mentioned she didn't pay her employees at all. They're all volunteers of different levels. Yeah, but Joe Exotic gives them, you know, expired meat. (laughs) Oh, thanks. What a guy. What a classic guy. Uh, The the expired meat goes farther on um, into deeper depths in the later episodes, too. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yes. You're going to find someone very... That's disturbing. Um, yeah, but I think I, got, I I think I know where you're going down. I think. Yeah, so we'll leave. I know it's a little past episode four. I know that for a fact. Um, but definitely the meats are used for something else as well. But um, overall, too the the actual part of John Finley, um, who is his lover, um, is another very interesting turn of things where I don't know like where he gets these people from. That he's actually pulls people from jail. Like it's their last kind of hoorah, so they they are gonna work harder because they're from jail. So oh, yeah. group of workers he has around him is definitely an interesting cast of people. No kidding, oh, yeah, man. No they're all just so Yeah, man, I well they're all so different, right? So each each zoo just has like their type of people. They just are such a mini little culture. It's just ridiculous, but they all seem to be chips off their own block. Yeah. And I I noticed too from Episodes one and two, it, it kind of seemed to be evolved, evolved around the tigers, um, where like okay, the tigers are the main focus. They're focused on how they take care of them and everything. By episode three and four, the tigers were not really involved anymore. It's more about the story of the people involved with tigers. Not the tigers were kind of like a side story at that point, which is kind of like what they are in real life too. Like you know, these, these people take care of tigers, but really their story is selling merchandise, making music videos. Uh, antagonizing each other with videos and and threats pretty much the whole time so it turns into a more of a a dick measuring contest for um say the least yeah so exactly i was thinking the same thing hot take that i put in the group uh joe exotic is pretty good singer (laughs) he's not bad i (laughs) thought he was faking singing honestly i thought he was lip syncing the lyrics are trash but i mean i could i could picture him singing something that was maybe better I was a little shocked because he sounds like a really weird dude. Like his normal voice is kind of odd. And then all of a sudden the music video kicks on and you're like, who's dubbing that? Yeah. Yeah. He's like uh, country Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> interesting take. So Owen, after watching four episodes, same with you, Jordan, you can answer Patrick. Owen, what are you expecting from episodes uh, five through nine ish? I don't know how many episodes there are, but what do you expect them to happen next? What's like the turn? What's the twist, the climax? Uh, that's so it's it's crazy because every single episode you're just like what like how can this get any more wild and it somehow manages to do that so for me i you know obviously we're gonna find out what, what really happened to carol baskin's husband uh, i am gonna i think i'm gonna think that i'm gonna go crazy I, I don't think he actually um like she actually killed him but somehow he did get eaten by <laughs> somehow he got eaten by a tiger uh, and then somehow Joe is going to, you said something with meat, <laughs> you said something with old meat. So I think maybe some of that old meat was, ah, God, I, I don't know. It's too freaking hard, man. You put me on the spot here. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that we're going to find out who killed Carol Baskin's husband. If anyone killed them. And we're also going to, I think Joe is going to get in like some serious trouble and he's probably gonna have to shut down his big cat. 
think for a little bit. Yeah, and I think the real answer is you can't really predict what's going to happen next because that's how the show is. Like it's almost unpredictable at a certain extent. But like I guess Jordan, I can ask you this: What do you want to see coming up in the episode? It's not you know predicting. Ooh, um, well, obviously I want to see how Joe Exotic gets in jail. Like what what kind of shits he pull? Yeah. Um, obviously they they dangle that out there early on that like mm-hmm. this is going to be something you find out. So that's kind of top of mind. Um, obviously this random like fake billionaire that's walked in or multimillionaire that's walked oh, in and bought the zoo. Well. Yeah. I, what the hell's up with this dude? What a life. Just putting baby tigers into suitcases and flying to Vegas and just bringing them up to your room and just <laughs> chilling with people. Like what the fuck is up? With I didn't even know that was in the first four episodes. That's how like long, but like, yeah, he's a crazy person too. He gets into some shady deals, but he's uh, a character too. I noticed with Jeff Lowe and Joe exotic, they wear the same hats over and over again. Like they have, their style is one dimensional. They stick to it. Like Joe or Jeff Lowe wears the bandana with the hat, hat over there. And then Joe exotic wears his one hat that says like, it's like a red hat with red or black hat with red outlining. Like he wears the same hat every day. It's wild. Yeah. They're like uh, Joe Exotic is he's like the character from GTA, like one of those like obnoxious redneck characters, like all the Grand Theft Auto games. He is that, but in real life, I don't know if that was too uh, out there of a comparison. No, I think I think video games are on topic. Um, do you think Joe Exotic's a Halloween costume? Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's 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 pretty easy. It's like a Joe Dirt though, like like we said. So, um, any last before we move on to Love Is Blind, any last comments to add at all? I think tigers are cool. I think getting tigers is pretty cool, but the people who own them are very disgusting. Yeah, I think a lot of it they're they're just owning them, like you were saying with the you know with the dick measuring contest. It's it's really to appease their own egos and to uh, feel powerful ultimately because. You know, my, my thought would be like, how cool would it be to have some cats? But at the end of the day, it's like they're a freaking wild animal and they're going to kill you. And I think a lot of people kind of get off at that fact. It's like, oh, man, this thing could kill me, but I've mastered it. And I think it's very interesting how it can, you know, change people. And I think one of the director got uh, – I don't remember his name. I'm bad with the names. But uh, oh, yeah. he said, he's like, yeah, there is a very weird – strange. it's like a strange addiction when you're handling, like, these cats. Like, you feel like – you want to do it more and i'm like oh that's that's an interesting take but um <laughs> i i do have a funny story about when i was watching it i, I put it in the group me i don't know uh, you can edit this out if you want but so when i was watching episode two uh you know like i said i was like half watching uh bits and pieces there i was kind of just like on my phone i was responding to I was like doing some work and i look up and all of a sudden i see in the music video uh, Joe Exotic is with like the one dude and like they're in like this loving embrace and I'm like what the hell and like Melinda was sitting there and I'm like wait I'm like are they all gay she's like have you not been watching I'm like yeah I, for like the last 15 minutes she's like you have to rewind because yes they're 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 a couple and then there's this other guy who's like six foot six who like they just meet and they yep. becomes like the third I'm like this is wild what is yep, going Travis. on yeah uh, he has a little they I, I don't know. If, do you see the wedding? Is the wedding the first four episodes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weddings that are, are insane. They, they have a three-person uh, gay marriage um, with you know Joe Exotic right in the middle of it. They're all wearing pink shirts. A very lovely wedding. Um, very strange. You know. You know that it's a three-person wedding. Then you bring Joe Exotic in the mix. It's even weirder. 
And then uh, the other one was Joe, Dr. Antle getting married to like four chicks too. So um, these tiger people are fucking crazy. <laughs> well, and then yeah, how about it's a power thing, power thing. Well, the woman yeah. with her new husband, who's down on all fours in the cat costume and she's got a collar around him. Yeah. That's also insane. That's a uh, wild man. He, he gets to knowing too. So, all right, let's move on to love is blind. Um, I'll tell my story really quick. I watched the full show this or this day. I had the day off. Uh, I watched episodes one, two, four, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, something like that. You, you kind of skip the middle a little bit. You understand what's going on. So, um, what a show! I mean, type like Bachelor stuff. So, pretty much, there's three stages. Um, for people who haven't watched and we're going to pretty much recap the whole thing. So if you don't want any spoilers, you can turn it off or skip forward. So the three stages are the, the, the docs, uh, the, the pods, pods, they're, in pods. pods. they're in pods. They're meeting, they're talking to everyone without seeing each other. So there's no facial. You can't see what they look like. You're just talking you to know them after the pods. You propose to one of the people you like. Once you propose, you meet them out in like a lobby area. Like, hey, this is what you're getting engaged to now. So they meet them pretty. They're pretty much getting engaged on a blind uh, date, very blind. So after that point, they go on a little cruise on a boat cruise. And then once they do the boat cruise, they live together on this cruise, getting to know each other, kind of a honeymoon. Then they go and live in a house. And then once and like they, they meet their parents. They see their what they live like, and then after that, they go get married at a chapel if they want to. Those are the stages. That was an excellent recap, Tim. Jordan, do you? Well, I, I mean, recap. This is what the show is that people have bullet heard. points. That was a great outline. Yeah, Jordan, do you want to watch the show now? No. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what? What do you mean? Owen Owens has watched up to episode ten, the first five minutes, so he does see things. So there's was uh, that episode ten. I think it was. It yeah. was like eight or nine, nine or ten. It was one of the like. Yeah. It was so starting pretty, to get late, and I was just you know. Pretty much, Owen. Let's first ask this: Who is your favorite couple so far? Oh, geez. So that's 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 tough. I could tell you who my least favorite couple is, but like I don't. I wouldn't say I particularly like any of them but if i had to pick a favorite i would say um i forget cameron and what's her name cameron the, and uh, lauren lauren yeah they're yeah. so they were the first one so i just thought it was wild because within 30 minutes of the first episode they're already like oh engaged i, lo- I love you <laughs> so that that's what like, I was like what is this show this there's no way this is real and the thing is, it seems for them, like, unless they're amazing actors, they, like, legitimately seem to, like, love each other. There's been no real bumps in the road. And anytime they, they're having disagreements, they, like, just, you know, they talk about it. Like, an actual couple who, you know, is an adult and, like, loves each other, like, to settle it. Because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I would somehow he has, like, a, you know, a normal, like, three-story house. And he's like, <laughs> I want you to move here with my yeah. and have my kids. And she's yeah. like, I don't know. And he's like, all right. We'll talk about it though, and you know, we'll move on. I'm like, that's a very reasonable way to handle this situation, and just I don't know, they've been doing really well. Um, and then maybe Amber and Barnett, but yeah, Amber is, she's just a, she's kind of a train wreck. She's a very typical like army enlisted like veteran or whatever. She's like <laughs> dead up to her eyeballs. She probably shouldn't have gotten out, and uh, yeah, like you know, she's 
Yeah, she's hot though. She was over to the Hooters as well. Uh, but she is I think her and Matthew are a perfect fit together. They kinda are a little both a little crazy. Um so Barnett was between him. Barnett was pretty much one of the, the players of the house in the pods when they're still talking. He was going on dates. All the girls loved him. He ended up picking Amber. Um and then also for Lauren and Cameron really quick, they are the the Kelly Clarkson of American Idol. So they're like the the poster boy of what the show is like looking for in a couple. Like they're interracial. They, you know, have been the first couple to get engaged. They are kind of living that perfect life of what you want to see from the show. So Lauren and Cameron are definitely the power couple goals as you get along. Um, Amber and Matthew too are kind of in the same boat as they both are the same people. They might be a little crazy. You might, you don't know if it's going to work or not, but they definitely found each other and like they were meant to be out of any other people in the house for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Jessica. Jessica oh is God. the Chicago queen. She's 34 years old. Um, she can't get enough of telling you how old she is. And um, Jordan, the person um, she is dating in the show is Mark, who is 24 years old, also from Chicago, also a Cubs fan, also owns a golden retriever, um, has the same lifestyle as her, but he's 24. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is Jessica from Chicago? She, she is. They're from both, like Atlanta. They're both from Chicago. Um, oh, as they're, they're both oh. Cubs fans. They both have the same lifestyle. But Jessica can't get over the fact that she is 10 years old than him. And she's like, he's too young for me. And she's like, like going through this whole process saying how, you know, this is not the right fit for me. But she still gets engaged to him. She still goes through this whole process with him. But she can't get over the fact that, like, she could be her mom or, or his mom or stuff like that. What? She is. She overplays so much. Where ten, so ten years and mother, I, what? And she's like, "What she happens just, when I'm 70? He's like, "I'll be 60. What happens when I'm 80? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be 70. So it's, she overblows. Minus ten. Yeah. So she can't get over the fact that the ten year gap, and even though this person like kind of fits what she's looking for, she's so like egotistical. She can't get over certain things. And actually, for being the oldest person on the show, she acts the most childish out of anyone. She drinks a bunch, drinks a lot of whiskey, throws temper tantrums, tries to hit on other couples, like uh, the, the other fiancé, too, trying to win him over when she was already engaged. Like, she's a mess. Oh, I completely agree. I think, uh, so shout out Patricia. She had the best nickname for her. She called her Messica. I mean, that's perfect. She's <laughs> a mess. Um, and, yeah, there's a reason she's 34 and, you know, on this show. Uh <laughs> So, and oh, just what what else? So what was really like bothering me is she get, she just kept going back and forth. She was like, oh, he's my rock. I love Mark. And then she'd be like talking to like Amber or another one. She's like, he's just, I'm used to dating like bigger guys. And like, he, he's like short. It's like, well, well, what do you want? You're saying like all these positive things about it, but then you're like, oh, but he doesn't look the way that I'm used to looking at it. It's like, well, like, all these other guys looked a certain way and it didn't work out for you. It's like, what the hell like maybe maybe there's a reason you should be yeah like for something else i understand uh, so the show is crazy though it's, it's a very like unorthodox way of meeting someone and falling in love and getting engaged within like a week of knowing this person through a pod like it's just a bizarre way so i totally understand these relationships won't work out um for the most part you know people found people they got along with one like the Amber, like you said, Lauren and, and Cameron seem a good match. Andrew, Amber and uh, Matthew, the one also when Gigi and Damien. I don't like Damien at all. Gigi's little, little. They're both crazy too. 
Um, Gigi's the one, a business owner. She's like a Lithuanian. Damien's a this normal kind of cut white guy. Um, but he's isn't kind of a Gigi, douche, though. I don't like him. Isn't Gigi Venezuelan? She's like Venezuelan. Yes, yeah, sorry, Lithuanian Venezuelan. You know, yeah, she's a. Uh, she was one of those who, like, you know, she was like mad at him. She's like, yeah, like, whenever, like, we have, to, like, you never come on to me for a sec. Like, there's <laughs> times where I just want you to take it, and like, that's it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of nowhere too, because they were in a they were in a full out like fight, and I was just like, why don't you just like come on to me? Why don't you like. You know, lift me up against the wall. I oh, shouldn't say that, but <laughs> like, why she, was, she, ba- no, she basically was. Yeah, because I kind of uh, like that. I didn't want to like put words into her mouth of how you know she's getting sexual, but she pretty much wanted to be like dominated in bed, and she's and like she's like her one quote was like, "I know that you said this was the best sex, best sex of your life, but did you recognize that I did not say that back?" And he's like, "Well, and he's like, well, you did say it was amazing." And you said that one time, and like he was trying to like kind of, you know, back up his game. Like, what is going on right now? Like, they're fighting about their feelings, and all of a sudden, they don't love each other. Like, or do they? That on the butterflies, and they're saying, "Why don't you pin me up against the wall and fuck me?" Like, like what is going on? <laughs> what? And, yeah, see, and very, you wonder why I very... don't watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. It's it a, very, it's, a I was, it's a beautiful drama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was weird. Um. The other couples are Kelly and Kenny. They're kind of forgettable. I meant I didn't really see much of them. I kind of skipped fast forward through their parts, honestly. Um, the other one was Diamond Jack and Carlton. They got they pretty yeah. much they left uh, through during the honeymoon phase. They were calling each other bitches and throwing rings into the wedding rings in the pool, and they making fun of each other's wigs. Um, the guy was bisexual. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on there, uh, but it wasn't really worth getting into. Yeah, for I was just gonna say for Carlton, like he may, he's got to tell them that before the proposal, because like yeah, that's, absolutely. Uh, some women are all about that, or like would be totally for that, and some others wouldn't. And like my biggest, what I was telling Melinda when we were watching, I'm like, I'm like, anytime that you start like crying and like being like, I have lots of issues in front of like your potential like you know, your wife or your girlfriend, like women are going to see that. And they're like, they're like, Oh wow. Like they're, they're not going to feel as secure in a lot of yeah. relationships. Like that's all they want. And then he's just like, Oh, and like, he was acting like a child afterwards. Like, Oh, you, you're thinking of me different now. It's like, Oh well, yeah. You just told me that you used to date dudes too. It's kind of a, what, what do you want me to do? Just like pretend like I'm not phased by that. It's like a, it's just different. It's just, it's a wild also, thing. It'd be like if I heard Melinda used to be, uh, I don't know, a man or something. <laughs> It's like, whoa, that's shocking. Yeah, you should tell me that like before we get engaged and stuff like that. Yeah. But I do find it interesting. I'm looking at Wikipedia right now for Love is Blind. Half the contestants are from Georgia. That's kind of bizarre. I didn't know that. Like literally, I think eight of the contestants, a couple from Illinois, like like you said, Jessica and uh, Mark are from Illinois or Mark least lives in Illinois. Oh, yeah, he's from Chicago too. So, um, but overall, I'm going I'm to do a little quick test for you, a prediction of who gets engaged, who doesn't. Um, I, okay. So um, we'll go – Diamond and Carlton, do you think they get engaged? Diamond, oh, they were the ones that we were just talking about that were throwing yeah. drinks. So I, I, no, I kinda, kinda, <laughs> okay, uh, Kelly and Kenny. Kelly is a 33-year-old uh, white female. Kenny also, uh, I don't know how old he is, but uh, they were kind of a the quiet, boring couple of the group uh, engaged. They were, or not. The, they were the ones, I want to say they had, both their parents had met after, yeah, because I remember her parents had like, they got married after like three months and like same thing with 
I think they will. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, Jessica and Mark. No, no way. Okay, Gianna and Damien. No. Okay. Uh, Amber and Matthew. Barnett. Uh, yes, I think they will. And then Lauren and Cameron. Which is Cameron? Oh, they were like the ideal couple. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Or spoiler alert: they they get engaged. That's not pretty much. Yeah, that that, that one's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like the very first episode, you're like, "Wow, they are perfect." Are you gonna tell him what his percentage <laughs> of hit rate was? Uh, for of who gets engaged? Yeah. No, I won't tell you. I'll let I'll let Owen watch his last. Oh, I I wasn't I mean, asking for answers. I was, like, you know, was oh, he you was he five out of me. six really or was care. he like one out of four? So I'll tell you right now. Right now, out of the six couples on the show, or no, yeah, six. There's six couples that were on the show that went to the honeymoon phase. Fifty uh, percent of them are in relationships now. So three out of the six couples are in relationships. I think I said three people were getting a. Oof, should be good. So oh, man. I'll, I'll give you that snippet. And that doesn't mean that they got engaged that time. There's some twists and turns in the last episode. Okay. So, if uh, I'm going to get yelled at for supposedly, you're getting yelled at for snidbit? Did <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that? Yeah. Come on. T- uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not letting you go on that. Okay. That's fair. Hey, I, I earned it. I earned it. Um, Perfect. So that was good. I was I was happy. I'm going to watch Love is Blind season two. I'm sure it's going to come out. Um, Owen, any last remarks about the show? No, I just think it is a, it's, it is like a, you don't watch it seriously. I think it's a great thing to watch with your, you know, girlfriend, your, your wife. It's just something that kind of passes the time. You don't need to watch it seriously, but it is just like, it'll have you being like, what the hell is going on so many times? And, It'll, for me, it just made me question, like, there's no way that they aren't acting. There's no way this is legitimate. Um, yeah, and it's just, <laughs> it is a fun thing to, like, text to, like, your friends and stuff. Like, I'm on this episode. This is happening. I hate this person. <laughs> and then everyone else would be like, yes, we hate her, too. Oh, no, I hate this person, or I love them. But usually you just talk about hating. It is a show you hate watch. So, yeah, I think yeah, you can see same thing, Tyler King. Like, Tyler King, you don't really love any characters as well. So, uh, we will now move on to our professional ad, and then we'll move on to the Mount Rushmore of Apocalypse movies. And we're back from the ad break. Thank you very much, Jordan, for doing that one. If you did it, I don't know what the ad sounds like. <laughs> uh, maybe, it's Owen. maybe it's Owen. Owen is our back year voice, voice guy. So, did Owen do it or me? Or not me, Jordan. Never you. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, I'll figure it out in post. Okay, that's fair. Owen, how do, you, how do you like being the voice guy still? Are you getting paid yet? I am not getting paid. I do like it. It is, uh, you know, it, it makes me feel good to contribute to you guys. If you ever do blow up somehow, please consider giving me like 10% or something like that. Just 10%. Uh, Got it. Well, I, I just, think that's I, a big compliment from Jordan and saying you have a very sexy voice. I mean, he didn't say that, you know, directly, I'm sure, but um, he's definitely thinking it. <laughs> you know me, man. <laughs> I think he just knows that I am a I'm a team player and I'll always be there for the podcast. The willing you know, mule. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. The, oh, come on, man. The willing <laughs> the, the willing jackass. <laughs> Everyone else said no, but this guy. We can I always can get him, to, him say to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just like it. It's a fun thing to do. You guys, it, I always love talking to you guys. And, you know, if you do think my voice is sexy, that's great. But it's not that great. Come on. It's, I got a Chicago <laughs> accent. A little, come on. I'm nasally. Come on. I'm. I'm a seven out of ten at best, voice wise. 
Cool. That's good enough for me. That's a C and that's passing when you graduate with that. So um, congratulations. So we're going to move on to, uh, yeah, obviously we're in the COVID-19 era. uh, So we are going to be doing apocalypse movies and we're going to be doing a little snake of the movies we picked in our, in our little circle. So, we're just going to do the order I see on my notes from producer Tim. Shout out producer Tim. I'm going to use one of my shout outs a little early, a little prematurely. Shout out producer Tim for being here and being square. Um, just one of the <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Anyway, Mount Rushmore, Rushmore of apocalypse movies. I will start us off. Um, I'm more of the comedy guy. Once again, I took the angle of finding some comedy episodes. Hopefully you watched them for the COVID-19, you know, trying to find some sickness ones. So for this one, I'm going with This Is The End uh, with our good friends, uh, Franco, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill. Uh, I was going to say Ricky Bobby, but not Ricky Bobby. I was going to say, what's Eastbound and Downs guy? Kenny Powers. I want to call him that. Kenny Powers. um, Powers. All right. We all know what you mean. Fantastic, rewatchable movie uh, when you're just looking for a good laugh. Uh, They get stuck in a house together. They shoot the shit. They're panicking having good laughs. Um, you see a bunch of characters like Michael Sarah having a, you know, being a, uh, you know, not a, what he was he doing. He was doing drugs. Was he doing cocaine? Oh yeah. He was doing cocaine and like he was yeah. in the bathroom with the chick and just like being a complete asshole. Yeah. And I, and I think what I heard with that movie, it wasn't sure if it became true or not, that Jonah Hill was copying the personality of Justin Bieber in the movie of how he would act at a party. Oh, I thought so. Seth Rogen said he wrote that to be kind of, kind of like he would over characterize some of like their like real life shit. Like him and Jay, yeah. like Bearshaw, really did have like kind of a falling out when they, when Seth moved to America and stuff like that. Interesting, and I think that's one of the best um, gifts. I like this one uh, when Jonah Hill says, "Weed is tight." Like, hell yeah, he's just making fun of weed. But it's a very good gift if you search weed is tight. Uh, <laughs> it's good to show your friends if you are having some weed jokes. Um, I would suggest using that one, one of my favorite gifts of all time. Um, so I'm picking this at the end. And, Jordan, you are next in line, so you can go ahead and pick one. Uh, I'll stick with the comedy vein for now and go with Zombieland, which was kind of out of left field when it came out. You didn't weren't really expecting it to be that great. And it just... I mean, obviously, everybody references maybe the greatest cameo of all time in there by Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. So just like the way it's edited and everything with, uh, you know, the rules and everything that he lives by. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think overall um, it's a good like obviously the beta Zombieland 2, which wasn't as good as the first one, which is always predictable with this, you know, t- um, a movie like that. But uh, Zombieland 1, very good. Well done. Great characters. Great actors and actresses with Emma Stone. Yeah, Zombieland is outstanding. Like, uh, I, I would say without the Bill Murray cameo, it would have been like maybe eight and a half out of ten. But his cameo just it makes it like a classic. Nine, oh, yeah. nine and a half out of ten, easy. Uh, Perfect. It's been a while since I've seen it. Owen, do you have a classic for us? For what? Oh, sorry. sorry to jump ahead. I was going to say, Owen, do you have a classic for us? I was trying to transition without a, oh. a flaw, but I didn't do a good job. Yeah, so my my I don't really I don't have any comedies really on mine. I had uh, so the first one that came to my mind was Mad Max, like any of the Mad Maxes really, but specifically the I think it's Road Warrior, and then also no, only I one, had, only I one. 
All right, I, Fury Road. Fury Road is the one with Tom Hardy, the most recent one. For uh, so for me, the one it's just an amazing movie. But when I was on like my first my first deployment with a submarine, uh, that this was like the first movie I got to watch like in a very long time, just because we were so busy with stuff. And I, like, what a hell of a movie to watch after not being able to watch like TV for like two or three months. And I remember just the first the first 20 minutes of that movie is just nonstop like action it's like this is freaking awesome or like they're you know it was just like non non-stop like oh, when the guy was playing the guy's playing like an electric guitar and he's tied up to chains with like this big subwoofer and when he's playing it like flames are going out and they're all just like we're going to Valhalla. i'm like <laughs> this is an amazing movie it was uh if i wonder how much tom hardy got paid for that because he says like I feel like he says like 20 words in the whole movie. Most of them are grunts. Just, uh, <laughs> awesome. so, Jordan, I, I figured that would be on your list for sure, too. Because I know you're a fan of that movie as well. <clears throat> yeah, I just deleted it from my list. So ah, that's fine. <laughs> We're good. Why do we Why do we even have notes? <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't been looking at them at all. I'm sorry. Man. That's, that's very fair. So oh, and it is a snake. So you get to go twice. So you get to pick a second movie. Do you want to pick another Mad Max? <laughs> uh, I... I so I think Mel Gibson ones are very underrated. They are just, they gave birth to the Fury Road. But I, I'm going to say I Am Legend with Will Smith. That is a that is a great one. I remember I saw that in theaters twice back when I was a kid, whenever that came out. I think that came out in like 2006. Jesus. Yeah, Owen Stuff not paying attention to the notes at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's really only, there's really only so many really like good apocalypse movies that a lot of people have seen. So yeah, I Am Legend is... Um, I think that's one of Will Smith, if not Will Smith's best movie. Uh, and one of the... What, you didn't like After Earth? Earth? <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah. I heard it was... Nobody did. <laughs> I, heard it was, I heard it was terrible, so I didn't want to see it. So, uh, But with I Am Legend, um, I forget who I was talking to. It was some random guy. Like I think it was at the gym. We were talking... Like, I don't know how we got to talking about this, but he starts saying, he's like, oh, you know, like that whole thing is just like a... It's like a sort of like a reference to Bob Marley's life. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, like he had a song called I Am Legend or he had an album called Legend and we were talking all this stuff. So I don't know if that's actually what it's about, but I think that's if the director and writer did intend that. I think that's very artistic. I believe that the way that they did it, um, you know, but anytime that there's zombies or like that run and can sprint, that is even more terrifying because you always like to think, oh, if there's zombies like that are walking slowly, you can. You cannot run them, but if they're sprinting, like track star runners, oh, you screwed. So, and just the whole fact that he's all alone and he only has the dog, and the scene where you know the dog gets bit and he has to give him give him a nice long tight hug is just yeah, that, know, that's tough. It hurts. Uh, it, it gets you in the feels, but it's it's great. It's it's excellent. It's excellent. No, it, it is it is a good one. Um, and yeah, Will Fer- oh, not Will Ferrell. Why did I say Will Ferrell? Will Smith. Will Ferrell would not be good in that movie. Uh, Will. <laughs> And I think at the beginning of the movie, they do an ode to Bob Marley too by him playing the music in like just the apartment he's in too. So I think there is a you know a tip of the cap to Bob Marley for sure. Um, I don't know how deep it goes, but I think that's something that you know definitely is recognizable. Um, but that's definitely a good choice. Um, so we'll move on to Jordan now, who gets his second choice of the night. Uh, I'll go with the Matrix, which is uh, you know obviously kind of post apocalyptic after the machines take over. Uh, kind of in a, in a Terminator vein. Um, everybody's seen The Matrix. I don't feel like I need to get into it, but um, 
just the first one. You can ignore the next two, and I don't know what the hell they're doing with four. Not interested, but uh, the they're Matrix. Making a fourth one? Yes. Of course they are. With the original what? cast. But what? Yep, but, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Didn't the third one end with it's like it's starting all over again, basically? Because it's like oh, I don't even remember. I've tried to uh, remove like a, those from like my cycle. brain. Yeah, it's like a cycle. It's like the Matrix. It, it's you know, like what's like the Buddhist? It's like the universe created itself and then it destroys itself, and it's just like going on forever and ever. Isn't that how the third one like kind of ended? And it's like oh, it's starting again. It's perfect, but then it's going to become terrible again. And isn't that isn't he like Jesus kind of? Yeah, I know that like, there was a part where he got to choose on whether or not he wanted to restart from his design or something or he chose rebellion or something like that. I don't, I don't really remember like those other two movies. I've kind of never really went back to, um, but I've gone back to the original quite a few times. Yeah, Kick-ass I mean, video game too for PlayStation two. Yeah. Very good call, man. Yeah. There was a, that was one of my favorite games to play. Didn't you get to, wasn't it? Didn't you get to play portions of like the second one too? Like where you're on like the, like the highway. Yeah, I think so. That yeah, one, that was that was a fun game. That was one of the few times where, like the game I think was better than the movie. Ooh. That doesn't really happen. Mm. Uh, the second one, the second one, specifically the second one for Reloaded. Okay, yeah, yeah, not the first one, obviously. The first, first one's that's untouchable. So I'm gonna move us on. I'm gonna do a comedy as well as a serious movie. I'm going to do Shaun of the Dead as well as Dawn of the Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead was still a good movie i think it had like obviously i like sean of the dead more sean is my second pick it's just very funny i can rewatch sean of the dead on comedy central hmm. probably once a week if i wanted to um i don't know any of their names i don't know what's the main guy's name in real life do we even know and simon peg simon peg sure that's what his name oh, is yeah. but, uh overall man that's a great movie overall like why i just said overall like three times sorry about that producer tim you can call me out on it but uh no very funny dawn of the dead i still love watching too they're just in the mall having a grand old time killing zombies too so um both great choices by me thank you tim you're welcome thanks tim Tim. let's move on to jordan all right yeah i'd like the speed um then we'll go with uh you know the walking dead it was one of those shows that you know maybe you watched for way too long and everybody finally was like why am I still watching this? But uh, the first like three seasons were great. Like really just something like yes. you've never seen on TV really before. Were. And then you just kind of slowly, you know, once Shane died, that's what I would say. Once Shane died, it all went downhill from there. Spoiler had... alert. Hey, you know what? Has it been what? 10 years yet? Oh, yeah. My God. It, oh, yeah. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what we were. It came out in like, two th- it came out the same year that Game of Thrones came out. So like 2009. Let me think about what's the forgetting Sarah Marshall line that you love. Kind you of gag? now. <laughs> kind <laughs> of now. <laughs> well, first of all, Jordan, one you cheated. Uh, we said Mount Rushmore of Apocalypse movies. This is a TV show. You are officially. Oh. Well, you know what? I scrambled to come up with another one after. I know. Uh, I know. That's, no, that will we'll allow it for now. But re- uh, I, I can replace it. Now you know what? No, I don't no, want to no, waste no, the time. Nope. Nope. Um, so, but. But on the fact of we were going to do terrible TV shows or not terrible TV, but like to watch because we're talking about Love is Blind and Tiger King. Um, I was going to mention Walking Dead on that list because I can't stand watching the show, but I was hooked. Right. You just wasted too much time on it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Owen, you were up with your last two picks. Okay. Yeah. I won't talk too much. So I have <laughs> Snowpiercer. That is 
It was a movie that came out on Netflix. I think it was probably a few months ago. It is about a end of the world. There's a train and it just circles the globe and it just got all of humanity because the rest of the world is covered in ice and it, it represents society. All like the poor people are in the back and all the rich people are up front and all the people who are in the back have never even seen the front. And they're like, all right, you know, we're tired of being on this train. Let's like go see if we can be out there. We've been on here forever, like generations. Excellent movie. It's got, uh, I think Chris Evans is the guy who's in it. Yep. And you know, the director about it. is, is it Ang Lee? Uh, no, uh, I no, all right. <laughs> decent guess, but it's, uh, your most recent, Korean, uh, yeah, right? yep. It's yeah. bong. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing movie. It's, uh, I'd have to watch it again. Cause when I was watching it, I'll stop talking. I won't. Yeah. I, 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 I got halfway through it and I fell asleep. So, but that wasn't cause I was bored. I just started too late. I would say I highly recommend it. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I would check. Uh, second one is so we've just been talking about like end of Earth and like end of like you know, like the the world. But I was thinking this is kind of you know end of civilizations, end of eras. Uh, Apocalypto it is one of my favorite movies. It was on I forget, I think it came out in like 2005. Yeah, for those who don't know about, I believe it's about the end of the Mayan Empire. It is directed by Mel Gibson, and it was one of those movies, like, it just happened to be on, like, HBO when I was a kid, and, like, my dad, like, turned it on, we were just watching it, and it just, it is so well done and well shot, and it's just the the things that this guy goes through to survive and ultimately be, like, one of the last surviving, like, Mayan people before, like, the Spanish people come over, uh, and, like, the shot that they have when the Spaniards, like, come over, and you just know, like, oh, shit, like, it's, like, their civilization's over. It just like basically means like all like the reasons that they were trying to sacrifice all these people. It's like ultimately pointless. I thought it was just brilliantly shot, brilliantly acted, and just it was super intense to watch. A lot of good action scenes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I highly recommend it. Perfect. So Orin's got his four knocked down, ready to go. Jordan, you have one more pick. Make it good and make it a movie. Okay, sounds good. Um, I will go with the road, which um. You know, doesn't get a lot of notoriety. I think in my mind, I enjoyed it because I think it was like we read the book in high school, but it was like one of the first books where I really understood symbolism. And like to me, it like jumped out and I was like, wow, this means this because of this. And this is the deeper meaning. Like that was like one of the first books that I really understood that. So the book itself kind of hold held a deeper meaning to me. Um, and then it, you know, it started uh, Vigo Mortensen, who was just coming off of Lord of the Rings. So I was like, oh, cool, get to watch Vigo. Um, so I think just that combination made that movie maybe stand out a little bit more to me. But, you know, I really like it. I thought it was a really well made adaptation to the book, which is not always the case. Yeah, I agree. So you, do you know who wrote The Road? Yeah, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, he also wrote the, I don't remember what the original book was called, but. Uh, no Country for Old Men is what the movie was called, and that's one of my favorite movies. Guy's a good writer. Yeah, he's got a, quite a few movies, I think, that he that have been translated from his books. Another topic for another time, but yes. For another time. I just thought that was so, uh, my movie, and uh, producer Tim's already mad at us because he, we didn't say the movie he wanted us to say, which was Children of Men, I think. Is that, is that what he said? Yes. Yes. And then also there's one that's called 12 Monkeys that I keep seeing re-popping up. That's an old movie um, that was on like most of the top 10 apocalyptic movies. Um, it's on my list as well. My last pick was more based on recognition of the child of what I saw, which was Day After Tomorrow. I didn't know the world could end 
like when I was younger. So when seeing the Dantra tomorrow, I was like, oh, this is how the world ends. This is how like we die. Like, and that was like a kind of a wake up call. Like, like what is the world and what would the end of the world look like? That was my first movie I saw that was kind of like that for me. So I'm putting it on my list based on the recognition of a child seeing the world ending for the first time. Yeah, I, I loved how South Park made fun of it. They did a great job. <laughs> I mean, yeah. looking looking back on that movie, I don't think it would hold up to what we. But when we first watched it, that movie was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I think I saw it in theaters. Yeah, and like you know, people now are like that movie sucked. Like, who cares? Like, you know, for a kid, like seeing that, it was like, holy shit, this is crazy. So that's why it's on my list, and it's by list for a reason, not your list. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You tell them. Yeah, so I'm sure there's some ones we missed. So if there was one we missed, you can go to App Pod Distraction, tell us and complain, and we'll block you from our Twitter. Just kidding. Yeah, we'll, we won't block we'll, you. We'll favorite or something. <laughs> but uh, that's at Pod Distraction if you want to follow us for any pre Larson updates, as well as some other stuff, maybe. Yeah. But um, but overall, uh, great list, everyone. Um, there's some good movies to watch overall if you're bored during this COVID-19 case. So go watch some of them that we recommended and maybe rewatch them too that you wanted to see again. So um, overall, we'll go to shout outs as well. Um, Owen, is there any movies you or TV shows you want us to watch that isn't the uh, Christmas and Miracle or whatever that movie was? <laughs> oh, you're never going <laughs> to let me live that time. Okay, uh, right now, I would say just... Eventually, I would I would highly recommend just watching the Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Like I wouldn't maybe yeah. like, in a happier time. I would say that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only real thing that I've. Well, I think really you watched. watch it. So I think sometimes when like you stub your toe and it hurts a lot, then you like kind of had to like you know twist your your finger a little bit to get the pain somewhere else. So maybe that's like a, still a good show to watch right now. You can definitely watch that. Yeah. Then, what an analogy. Yeah. That was that was something, man. Have you ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Also, there's a lot of really good movies on Netflix right now. Like, probably the best selection I've ever seen. Um, so, there will be blood is on there. I've seen it a million times. I think it was one of the when I did like my film studies class in in college bullshit class. I chose that one specifically to write about because it was uh, so easy. There were so many different themes that you could write about in there. It's uh, it's got Daniel Day Lewis in it. It's just outstandingly acted, and it's it's definitely one of those ones that you can't just like watch at face value. Highly recommend it. Go watch, go watch it now. When I ever did a school project, I would always pick White Man Can't Jump because <laughs> the stereotypes. I have not method. seen that movie. I have never oh, seen it. It's I've, a good movie. I've, but... I've heard only good things. It's easy for a school project because there's so many different stereotypes and and things like that. There's symbolism and fun stuff like that to so get off. So that's with uh, Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, Wesley so Snipes and Woody. Nelson. Supposedly going to that, he'd never played basketball before. Yes, I just heard that recently. They had they had like a week to teach him how to play basketball and make him look like somewhat decent. That's <laughs> crazy. I heard oh, that on. Uh, yeah, where did I, I hear that? Hot ones. Maybe. Is that what it's from? Maybe. I think it was from Hot Ones because Michael B. Jordan was on it. It wasn't Michael B. Jordan. I don't know. Maybe it was. It maybe it was someone else. I don't know. But I heard it on Hot Ones. I'm pretty sure. Um, which another one? So I'll shout how to. I'll ugh, ugh, I'll shout out Chris. Uh, what's his name? The main guy. Which main guy? The host of Hot Ones. Oh, um, 
I don't know. The Spider Sword. What's his name? <laughs> it's like Chris Sean, Evans. Sean Evans. Sean Evans, yeah. So you got shout Chris out. Evans oh, in your head. Go. That counts. It's fine. Shout out, shout out Sean Evans. Shout out Brie Larson. Oh, it was Pete Davidson. That's who he was on and he was talking about. Why was he talking Pete, Pete Because Davidson Pete Davidson basketball. was talking about celebrities that play basketball. And like, everybody mentions how like Adam Sandler is like legit. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. So then I guess I'll shout out um, not Pete Davidson. I'll shout out Adam Sandler because he really is good at <laughs> basketball. Like I said, he's, I saw some videos of him. He's really good. So uh, we'll let Jordan do his shout outs next. Really, or not Jordan. Let's have Owen do his and make Jordan go last. Okay. Uh, shout out. So shout out to this is also a recommendation. Tom Segura, outstanding comedian. He's got a new special. I'm gonna. I just saw it on Netflix. I'm gonna be watching that as soon as we're done with doing this. Shout yeah. out to all essential personnel who are working out there, uh, grocery store workers, nurses, all you doctors, Dr. Connor. You're you're fighting a good fight. Hell yeah. Uh, and then you know, shout out to Pumpkin Family. I miss all of you. Um, my rocks. We missed you, Owen. Man, <laughs> Owen does real ones, yeah. but I was just gonna throw in there because I'm still trying to kind of sort of protest shout out. So instead, I'm just gonna you know last week I did podcast this week just other things to keep busy and distracted. Uh, three games I've been playing right now on Xbox. So you know we got a Halo squad going on because you know we're reliving our glory days of middle school. Um, yeah. I've been playing Madden. Yeah. You know, just bored sitting at home updating some rosters. You know, gotta get Tom Brady on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Heard that. Uh, then I've been playing my nerdy game Mass Effect sometimes. So, yeah. That's quick what I've quick been doing. thought, really quick. Since the podcast has re aired, you have not shouted out Claire once. Is that a, is there a reason for that? Yeah, because I'm <laughs> I'm protesting shout outs. Because if I get into the rhythm of it, then I gotta do it. Like, I I feel like sometimes they take a long time at the end of the show, and then we just sit here and not Owens was great. You know, I <laughs> since now I gotta come across like a jerk, but you know. Like we say every episode, we love you all, and to all a good night. Bye. 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 Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time. You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait. I'm not? <laughs> <laughs>